0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. 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 Download initiated. Initiation. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in three, two, 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 two one.
1: Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, Voice Actor, Business Mindset Coach, The Podcast Whisperer, and Mr. Action himself. Life Transformation Radio is heard in over 90 countries. Thank you for joining us from all around the world. So if it's your first time joining us, or you've been listening to Life Transformation Radio for some time, more personally, thank you. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today does just that. Today, Dr. Marnie Hill-Faterrero and I discuss facing life challenges. So if you want to learn how to handle and respond with love, honesty, and compassion so you can move closer to self-actualization, this is the show for you. She is an award-winning and celebrated author, speaker, and educator. She earned her doctorate in education from Northern Illinois University and completed postdoctoral studies at Harvard after a very successful and rewarding 35-year career as a high school special education teacher. With 12 years as a university adjunct graduate school professor, Marnie's life was forever changed after experiencing numerous trauma-induced STEs, Spiritually Transformative Encounters. Marnie's 2020 Best Books Award-winning Spiritual Fiction, God Came to My Garage Sale, is prominently endorsed by James Redfield, best-selling author of The Celestine Prophecy. Marnie, welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
0: Oh, hey, Rob. Thank you so much for having me.
1: All right. So we're just going to dive right into your STEs, Spiritually Transformative encounters. Please do tell.
0: I'd be happy to. And believe me, if I didn't experience them myself, I don't think I'd even believe them. But, you know, I was in a very challenging time in my life. I had uh, decided to leave a 27 year marriage and as a result, lost so much my home, my assets, my money, uh, even two adult children to parental alienation. So I had significant trauma. Wow. But I was filled with love and happiness and gratefulness um, for all the blessings that I had been given. I always have kind of looked at adversity like they were life lessons and part of my journey. So in the midst of you know this big transition, I had to have a garage sale. And again, I was just filled with love and thankfulness that I got to live in this beautiful home and raise my children for two decades there. Um, and looking back at my home, one of the first experiences was that I was surrounded by a dragonfly, which I thought was pretty neat, but that was no big deal. And even when they were five, it was no big deal. But within a short period, it was 50 to a hundred dragonflies were circling me. And now are these
1: live dragonflies? Like live dragonflies,
0: real dragonflies,
1: wow, I don't think I've seen a dragonfly for so long. I remember when I was a kid and we used to have ponds and I was always fascinated by them. I remember going to Santee Lakes in San Diego and seeing them. So they're pretty magical, dragonflies. They
0: really are. And, you know, many different cultures, you know, um, talk about the symbolism of the dragonfly with transformation mainly. Um, In fact, probably after our conversation, you might start seeing dragonflies again. But in Yay. this particular situation, I I was kind of in a state of awe, but in a state of shock, but just sort of taking it all in. And um, everything was in slow motion. Like I said, I could actually see the veins of the wings and, and the iridescent colors. And there were different sizes that I equated to you know, different generations, like babies and toddlers and teenagers and grandparents. And I just got this feeling that I was surrounded by love and that I was supported, even though I was making this big life change. And um, luckily, about three quarters of the way through, I started to kind of come out of this trance. And I pulled out my cell phone to videotape. 50 to 100 dragonflies circling me. And so I had evidence and proof that this really did happen. It wasn't my mind playing tricks on me or anything like that. And I I went on with that and many other experiences that I had to research what what I experienced. And uh, turns out it's called a STE, Spiritually Transformative Encounter or Experience, which is very much like a near-death experience where someone flatlines and they leave their body and they experience something, but come back with the knowing that they are loved and supported and that there's more to this universe than what we might believe. And, and so that was part of my, you know, the beginning anyway of, Uh, these spiritual experiences and many happened at a garage sale that made me question, you know, what's going on here? You know, um, I was just filled with wonder and awe and I was shown things that um, just feel, felt otherworldly to me. Okay. So
1: you're at the garage sale, you're having your garage sale, you've gone through major trauma. Your life is transitioning by the second. So were you almost like in a, a comatose state where you just all of a sudden this happened? All of a sudden, like the whole world slowed down, the, the dragonflies showed up and you were just connected with these beings? Is that what happened? And then all of a sudden you felt something or, or what happened?
0: You know, I, and it's interesting that you would say, am I in a comatose state? So I really wasn't, but I was certainly, um, in some other kind of state, especially when
1: hyper focused, maybe, you know, focused on the spirit. Okay.
0: I, you know, I just was in a state of gratitude. So it was kind of like I was deep within myself and my thoughts, but I was still kind of going through the motions of what I needed to do at this garage sale. And so, um, It was almost like I was kind of being shown some signs and synchronicities that at some point I thought, boy, is this a coincidence that this is happening at this time? And there were many different things that included finding feathers and and pennies and hearing certain songs on the radio or having some people that actually came to the garage sale where I don't remember them physically coming, walking up the driveway or leaving or, you know, I, I remember some interactions with them, but they were really of a divine nature. And then wow. it just kind of opened me up to to being aware that there might be something more going on here. And I had other experiences that weren't actually at the garage sale, but around that same time where, you know, a loved one came through electronics or,
1: um, wait, whoa. you know. Wait, wait, wait. I got to hear. Okay, so. So first of all, I think it's cool with the dragonflies. And we've had a lot of conversations on uh, on this show about that we're not alone, that we actually have a team behind us. And when you really realize you have a team, the universe behind us, um, it really makes for a more peaceful life. So when you say that you had relatives appear through electronics, I'm very curious as to what you mean by that, because I can think what I think, but I don't know. So I'm right, just curious. Right.
0: Well, actually, it was a loved one. Um, this one particular situation that was pretty close to the same garage sale time. Um, I was looking at a television set and I saw this infomercial that really grabbed my attention for so many reasons um, that I was paying attention to this. A very close girlfriend had just passed away. and You know, I was going through her, you know, personal belongings with her family, just trying to help them out. And I remember at one point just going through some beauty products, this very expensive Dr. Paracone cream. And I remember actually even opening up the cream and putting it on my face you know and i kind of felt closer to my friend but then right. i also kind of felt guilty like what am i doing you know she's she's passed away and i'm opening up her very special cream um but that was the infomercial that got my attention because i had just you know gone through right. her belongings and saw this cream and and so i was mesmerized at this television set and this happened at a nail salon when really it in real time would only have been five, 10 at the most minutes. But I felt that I was watching that television set for hours and even days. That's what it felt like to me. Like time stood still in so many ways and everything was in kind of slow motion. And then the after a while, what seemed to me to be hours, the image on the television screen changed from that infomercial to this town of Petersburg, Illinois. And that is where my girlfriend was from. And I had never seen her town and we had plans for me to go visit. But there was this kind of infomercial that seemed to go on for hours and hours and hours about her town. There was actually an aerial view of the main street of her town and, and you know, I had never seen it before. And at some point there was this really elderly woman sitting in the back of an ambulance. And I was thinking, why would she be on this infomercial about this town? And, you know, it was later on when I went back to my um, my friend's family to continue helping going through her belongings. I saw a photograph of that lady that I saw on that television set. And I'm like, who is this person? I saw this photo and, you know, I didn't go into it in detail because it sounds crazy. How would you see this old woman on this television? But they said, oh no, that's her best friend, you know, from her hometown. Her name's Maida. Um, and, And then I went to go look at what her town looked like. I just did a general search and I saw exactly what I saw Um, on that television set. So it was almost like my friend was coming through the electronics to kind of show me her hometown, something kind of to give me closure to something we had started. And I've actually done a lot of research on, you know, how people can connect with you from the other side. And electronics is definitely one way. It's not just lights flickering on and off at, at a command it wow. It could be something like this, and so that is just one of the many experiences that I had that did give me the reassurance that there was a team in the universe you know supporting me yeah. during this time
1: I've never heard of anything like that before i mean i've I've heard of 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 spiritual encounters they're very um minor, like a light go off and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but that's fascinating that you. So do you think you were sleeping or were you actually watching TV and then that appeared?
0: I, I think I was watching. I was at that nail salon and I was watching this. And you know...
1: Oh, this happened um, at the nail salon? At
0: the nail salon. This happened at... Not at, at home. A, no, this happened at a wow. nail salon. So the time stood still so much so that um, at one point the nail tech said to me, "And what color nail polish would you want? And I'm thinking... I've been sitting here in this chair for hours, if not days. Wow. Yet, really, in reality, it had to have only been just a snap of five, a ten minutes, right. or something. But I was not even like with all of these experiences. It's kind of like. I'm in such a state of awe that I don't think to ask the person next to me, "Are you seeing what I'm seeing?" You know. And and luckily, with some of the other experiences that I have had, I have had a witness with me that said, "You know, Marnie, you did see this. I saw it too." Wow.
1: So you okay? Wait a minute. Whoa, that's wild. So multiple people saw it. So with, I'm just not, like, not with, out of not a no,
0: Not with no, no, the I understand electronics, that. but with other experiences.
1: I understand this. So I'm just here with childlike wonder. I'm always just so fascinated and open to this. And, you know, if you're listening to this, you're like, wow, look at it from a different perspective. Look at it from love and light and from heart centered communication. You know, a lot of people want to prejudge this. But however, if you are listening to this show right now, There might be a reason because it may be that you're turning the corner and opening your eyes and opening your heart and opening your mind to what's really out there. So I'm excited to continue this conversation. That just blows my mind that other people um, thought. So you had multiple STEs. So what is another one that happened that there was a witness?
0: Well, there was um, my brother's wonderful dog, Australian Shepherd.
1: Um had love passed. those dogs. I had I an love
0: Australian those, I Shepherd. <laughs> no, They're the I,
1: nicest dogs.
0: I'm Aunt Marnie to a, a number of Australian Shepherds that are are in heaven as well. And, wow. you know, one of the dogs had passed away and I was very close with that dog. And, you know, um, I, it was just, it's very sad to lose like almost a member of your family and the next morning after i had learned of this dog's passing um there were a number of feathers on my car early in the morning um that were very uniquely colored like you know if you know aussies they have unique coloring yes. and i thought i have never seen a bird with these kind of Colored feathers, but the feeling I got when I saw the feathers—the immediate feeling was that this dog was reaching out to me to say, "I love you, Aunt Marnie. Thank you for all the toys and the and the bones, and for being such, you know, so wonderful to me." That is the feeling that I got, and um, you know, my a very close friend Rick was right with me, and he saw the feathers. He's seen the dog. He knows that it's very unique. And the two of us later on that day, we collected the feathers. We looked up in the Chicago Midwest Illinois area: Are there any birds with these feather Thunders. colors? Yes. And there weren't. There's there's nothing that we could look up and say, you know, hey, this is these are some feathers that. Um, Were from like a a common bird in the Midwest, and there and there wasn't at all. Yet those colored feathers were exactly the coloring of this dog, and it was coupled with the feeling that I got immediately that it was the dog reaching out to me. Now I'm someone who really needs proof. I grew up atheist. I did not have a foundation in religion or spirituality. Slowly found religion, organized religion as an adult, but, you know, definitely still was a questioning person. But I feel that, you know, with this, my life being turned upside down, you know, losing all safety and security that I, you know, had actually kind of taken for granted, I believe, for most of my life. Um, all of that was kind of shattered. My American dream was shattered, and you know, I really could go one way or the other, and I just was really trying to make sense of what happened to me and I think that these traumas kind of opened me up to um getting signs and synchronicities that you know I was not alone that you know, this is my journey and I'm supposed to experience these tremendous losses in order to grow and self-actualize. And, you know, you're all about taking action with your amazing best selling book, but in your podcast, but just, you know, all the guests that you talk with, you know, they are people that have taken whatever they have been given, but they, they, you know, take action on on whatever they've gone through. And I took action on this after I did a lot of research on spirituality and that, and I wrote my award-winning book, God came to my garage sale. And so I found that writing to be very healing, but it w- it also helped me really go back and think about these experiences that I had and reflect on my life and kind of put it together in a story. Even though it's a spiritual fiction, it's all inspired by true events. And later on, after I retired from my career as a teacher in the Chicago suburbs, three years ago, I moved to the Caribbean where I found you know writing to be extremely healing, so when I was putting the pieces of my life together together, trying to, right, trying to figure out you know why do bad things happen to good people, and you know how how am I still filled with love and happiness, even though I've been through such devastation, um but I took action and I moved closer to nature. And I moved, you know, in the Caribbean, I'm just immersed with just the beauty and wonder of this earth. But I also found that writing really helped me work through things. And within a very short period of time, I came out with a five book series called True Deceit, False Love, which is, you know, about family trauma and abuse and parental alienation, all of these very heavy, very Negative topics, but I have a very positive spin on it, and that was very healing for me and I actually used a very creative way to address a very tough topic, but those action steps have moved me you know closer and closer to peace and happiness
1: wow now it's a, it's an amazing um, experience that you've had, and how do you so we all have challenges in our life. Everybody does. And, you know, sometimes they're incredibly difficult and, and life-altering and life-changing and very transformative to um, the bottom of your core and your soul and your being. Um, you know, how, how do you think with these STEs that you were able to respond to your challenge with, with love and honesty and compassion? How? what what brought you there was it the the calm was it the peace was it a feeling of overwhelm of like i'm going to be okay
0: you know i think it's all of the above and i i think that ever since my own childhood i've been wired to handle adversity um just in a positive way realizing that i will get through this and I will rise above it. It seems I can go back into, you know, just my early memories, but then also all through junior high when we have relationship issues and and high school challenges. And, you know, I just have always handled them with the lens of the glass is half full. And I will get through this and I will learn through it and I'll be a better person because of it. So I think that I'm already kind of hardwired that way. Or maybe part of my survival um, with my own childhood wounds or traumas or whatever was to just react this way. Um, and now that I've gotten older, I just uh, I just still believe in the goodness in humanity, um, even though I've certainly experienced Um, malevolent individuals that actually set out to harm other people. Um, And then of course, when you look at the global picture and you see such injustice and, and, you know, negative situations, I mean, how can we all kind of survive this? And I think you, the only way is through a lens of love and goodness and light. And, and, and so I think, I've kind of been hardwired that way, but it seems to to work for me. I, I don't believe that you should, you know, if you're faced with adversity or negative people or situations, that you should respond at that negative level. I just think that doesn't get anyone anywhere. And you have to realize that, you know, some people that actually set out to harm people, they're very damaged themselves, that they must have gone through such trauma and pain themselves to have to lash out by hurting other people. And, you know, so that's part of my empathetic, compassionate nature. It doesn't mean that I'm going to let my boundary down and welcome these evil forces into my my world. No, I can love, right. love people from afar or understand them, um, to help make sense of it all. But then I can just choose goodness. And sometimes it means letting go of people and situations, um, because they just are not bringing you joy and happiness and, um, you know, could bring you to a place of negativity. And I'm just, I'm not about that. I'm about, I'm about positivity, and I, I feel that the spiritual transformative encounters that I had just kind of reinforced what I already believed in.
1: That's awesome. So, can you offer some suggestions, advice, tips on people that are failing or facing really difficult life challenges, and how do they get in a place of love and compassion and... and Heart centeredness to survive that?
0: You know, I, well, first of all, just to put it out there in the universe that you know you've got adversity and challenges and you would like to be shown the highest, most positive way to handle this. And I think what You know, that's beautiful. I I
1: want to stop you. I just think that's great. Just repeat that one more time. That just landed so beautifully. Just say that one more time again.
0: I don't know if I can remember what I just said, Um, but I I think that, you know, we're all given adversity and challenges in our lives and it can look very different for so many different people. But I think that you could, you know, first kind of calm yourself and quiet yourself and and before you even do a lot of your own reflection or research, just sort of ask the universe to guide you to having a response that is in the highest good for everyone that's involved. You know, so just kind of put that intention out there that, you know, you don't wish harm or negativity to anyone and certainly not yourself. So I think that, you know, definitely part of understanding what you've been through is to reflect on it and kind of do your own work what is your role in this what makes you to have like weak boundaries or makes you an overgiver or an extreme empath or what makes you a target for someone to abuse you it's important yeah. to understand that and i think sometimes you have to do the deep kind of uncomfortable work of going back to your own family of origin and the dynamics that you've had with other family members or people early in your life and and kind of realize what you might have experienced and how you responded or reacted to that and and realize that, you know, we can only go forward and you can make changes going forward if if you feel that there's a better way to handle it. And I'm someone who really believes in Researching, you know, and getting to the bottom of what issues are. And I think listening to podcasts like yours or reading research, I think that helps, you know, give you a lot of tools in your toolbox to be able to approach challenging situations. And, and so with the deep inner reflection, but also just even asking the universe to to guide you and then doing the work, you know, you, you, it does take action on your part um, to understand what you've been through and then decide how am I going to deal with this newfound knowledge of what I've been dealt with? You know, I have a lot of choices I can make, but I choose to... To heal and to be positive and to move forward, even though I've suffered significant losses and I would never wish parental alienation on any wonderful father or wonderful mother because um, right. it's devastating. It's like, you know, the, the death of a living child. And you there's a whole
1: go- nother show about that. Yeah. Par- parental alienation is uh, mm-hmm. is is very real and very common. And it's. Uh, it's really quite traumatic for right, and and so
0: how could a loving parent be able to carry on and actually find happiness in their life after experiencing that? Well, I have been able to do that, and there are That's many beautiful. others that have because we we realize everyone has their own journey, including our children, and and yeah. maybe this is what we are meant to go through. But for me, knowledge has really helped, and I think. Writing my books, the True Deceit False Love series to help people understand and cope with what they've been through, through poetry, through word search, through a survivor's workbook. All of those things are tangible action steps that people can take to try to work through these these kind of traumas.
1: That's great. Yeah. One of the things that I think is really important is that, you know, in regards to action, when you take action, depend if you go left or you go right, um, has a significant impact on your life. So the other day I was making uh my my drive, which I do every Friday morning to my spiritual teacher, and it's very important for me to go. It's very difficult to go. She she really just it's it's not always a pleasant experience. And I was excited to go. And I was driving, driving 40 miles an hour on the surface street before I got to the freeway. And there was a big um, food delivery truck. It was a large truck. Um, And it was turning left. And I, it just was sitting there and all these cars were going by. And um, as I got closer and closer, all of a sudden, this driver decided that he really wanted to get into the gas station to get his morning coffee and cut right in front of me. Oh, no. Um, I, it happens. It was so close. I couldn't even react. My car reacted before I reacted. Wow! I have automatic braking, and all of a sudden, it was amazing because everything slowed down, um, and my car slammed on the brakes, and uh, everything in the car went flying. Uh, there was some, you know, I had some snack on the on the chair or on the, on the seat. And and some other pieces of mail that I had, and it all went flying. Um, I didn't hit it. I would have. It would have been really bad. Um, The one thing I thought was like, oh, I wear glasses, and I really don't want this airbag to deploy in my face. That just wasn't going to be a fun day. And I really wanted to get. So I kind of just wrote it out. And immediately, I was like, oh, I'm making a U-turn. I'm going to go talk to this driver. I'm really ticked off because I almost got in a car accident. And then in a millionth of a second, I was like, I'm not making a U-turn. I'm not going to go engage this driver. It's not going to be any benefit in my life. I'm going to bless him with love and light. He already feels bad. I'm sure it scared the crap out of him. I know that the passenger who I almost hit um, was definitely scared. And that's a conversation between them. But I don't need to interact with that. I don't need that in my life. And I just moseyed along and it was amazing because we make decisions in life when trauma happens, whether to go left or to go right, whether to embrace it and just like this happened and look at the love and look at what really happened was nothing really happened. I got startled. He got startled. It was close. Uh, few people that were behind me uh, probably had some coffee on, them, on, their, on themselves because it was a chain. There was a lot of people driving. I didn't get rear-ended, which was wonderful. You know, in all, in all, in all intents and purposes, what happened? Really nothing. And I could have turned that into something. And I chose not to.
0: Right. And I we chose all to have play. that. We all have the yeah, choice we on have how the choice. to yeah. respond to things. Right. And, and
1: I just chose love yeah. and light. I blessed him with I even said, I bless you with love and light. That's that's all I did. I felt great. And that's the wonderful thing is that when you realize, like in the grand scheme of things, nothing happened. Like, you know, people get mad at people in traffic. "You, You almost hit me. Right. And we didn't collide. It was an almost everybody always feels bad. It just needs to move on. And so my day was great. I went and saw my my coach. And we had this great conversation, had a great epiphany in there, just really incredible experience. And I had an intention of getting there. And that was my intention in the morning, not to be stopped by anything. And um, it was funny because driving on the freeway, there was a couple other near misses around me, but not. It was just very interesting. I was driving kind of on autopilot. The universe just kind of had me in my own little space and I was in my own little bliss bubble. And uh, it was quite, quite remarkable. Yeah. how the universe works.
0: But you know, we have free will as people and you made yes, we do. You made a choice and the choice benefited not only you, but countless other people because of the decision that you made to how to respond to what really was a challenging situation. And it could have been even worse.
1: Yeah, I felt really blessed, and my team really stood behind me. I saved my universal team, uh, stood behind me, and gave me lots of information very quickly. I like get a matter of milliseconds mm-hmm. that I was able to run through all of those distinctions of like do da, 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 da. and I and I'm like love and light, bless you. It's all good. Don't need to don't need to engage with you. It's not necessary.
0: Right, That's and it. it's important that we acknowledge, you know, what we have been through, though. You know, like in my case, I have to acknowledge the losses that I have. And I have to acknowledge that I have been a victim at the hands of malevolent others. But I choose not to stay in victimhood. Good. You know, I choose to rise above that and, you know, survive it, but also just thrive. And, you know, knowing that, you know, my words and my actions have already made a difference in a number of people's lives because, you know, my readers have let me know that, you know, they, they appreciate getting some guidance on how to handle some challenging situations.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, I am so glad that we had a chance to have a conversation today. If you want to reach Dr. Marnie Hill Fadarero, you can reach her at God Came to my sale.com You can learn all about her have further discussions. And she's a super cool lady and a beautiful soul. And thank you so much for being here today.
0: Well, Rob, thank you so much. And thank you for having such an amazing platform Um, with the topics that you have. You're making a big difference in the world. And so thank you for what you do.
1: My pleasure. And thank you so much for your support and taking time out of your busy and precious day to listen. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along with my very special guests to touch your heart move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time.
0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.